The book of Colossians, chapter 3, and verse 15. The book of Colossians, chapter 3, and verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. Now I'd like to focus on those last four words because we're coming into Thanksgiving season. And be ye thankful. Have you ever read that book of Ecclesiastes? It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, and it was a hippie song in the 60s too, right? But it says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So we're going to be in the season of Thanksgiving and say, preacher, what are you calling this? Well, I'll tell you in a moment. But uh, first of all, a man goes for a job interview. You know, you have to have a job. So he goes to the job interview and presents himself really well. He's wowing the people that are going to do the hiring. The interviews are impressed by how professional he is. And one of the interviewers says, wow, you have an amazing resume. And you present yourself fantastically. But you seem to be missing five years on this part of your resume. There's just nothing there. What happened there? And so the man just adjusts his tie. And he said, oh, that five years, that's when I went to Yale. And they were like, whoa, they were so impressed. They gave him a job on the spot. And the man showed his gratitude and thanksgiving. He said, thank you so much for the job. (laughs) If you don't get it, you will. He was in... Listen to it again. So, I, I want to bring up something called a portmanteau. What is that? It means suitcase. And it's a... It's a, <laughs> it's a grammar trick where you take two words and pack them into one. It's called a portmanteau. P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-U. It's a French word, I think. But it means suitcase. So you take two words and pack them into one. Like, have you ever heard the word Bollywood? It's two words, Bombay and Hollywood. And it's the movie industry in India. Or how about bionic? Biology and electronics. So it's those two words that go in to make that word. How about brunch, right? That's breakfast and Lunch. It's, a, it's called a portmanteau. How about carjack? Hopefully no one has experienced that word. But it's car and hijack. How about motel? Motor and hotel. So these are called portmanteaus. They're all over the place. Well, I thought I'd make one just for fun and take the word thanks and action. Say, what word is that going to be? It sounds awful. Sanction. <laughs> Say, preacher, what is that? It's a portmanteau. And it's what I'm teaching on tonight is sanction. And that's thanks 
and action. You know, that brother was praying and he said, help us to put these things to use in our daily lives. Isn't that what you prayed? Something like that? Amen. Hallelujah. That's exactly what God wants us to do. So when it says, be ye thankful, we want to look at three things. In our sanction. And they say, preacher, that's awful. Wait till you can help me with the next one. It's going to be thanks and attitude. That's the next Bible study. So if you have one, text me or tell me what you think that word should sound like. We're just having fun. I made one up because have you ever read an article in the news and it doesn't tell you anything? It's like, what about this? What about this? And you're asking all these questions. And I told my wife, that's not an article. That's a particle, which is part an article. And I just made that up. So I just took up, you know, two words. I made my own portmanteau up. But you can make them up, and we all have, you know, like bromance, right? It's like brother and romance. The two guys are like best friends. But you know that we have something that we need to first have sanction for. The Bible says, and be ye thankful. God was speaking about an action here. And first of all, for what? Well, thankfulness occurs at the realization, real thankfulness, of something that we ought to show thanks for. You know, like your kid gets something from someone and they just look at it and you say, what do you say? Because they've already received something. I read an illustration. Supposedly, this is a true illustration. A man was given a Cadillac and he called the daughter of the gift giver and said, what should I do? <laughs> he was at a loss. And the daughter said, say thank you. You know, that's exactly what he said that she, uh, we ought to do is what she said to do. Thankfulness is an action. And the daughter said, just say thanks. So thanksion, first of all, is always an option to be thankful for something it's always there not to quote the Dalai Lama I know that he's not a Christian but there's a quote from the Dalai Lama he said be kind whenever possible it is always possible (laughs) that's pretty good isn't it amen but in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, you know, it's always an option to have a response of thankfulness. In everything, give thanks. Now, that's not the Dalai Lama. That's the Holy Ghost writing through Paul. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We always have that option. When we're in a crazy situation, we have that option to say, hey, praise God, God's good. And, you know, you might be going through something, but the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, now here's another translation. It says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. But the Bible says, be careful or don't worry. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, notice this, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. To be thankful for something we've received. There was a gentleman named George Washington. He used to be the president a few years ago, the first president. 
And on the 3rd of October, 1789, I'm just going to read a snippet of his proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of, of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and to humbly implore His protection and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity to peaceably establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. I know a lot of people don't like America, but listen, I've been to other countries. They are not free. There was a Russian lady that came up to us. We look like we're from Germany uh, or Finland, which are nicer countries under Soviet Russia when it was not free over there. I lived there in the 80s, and we were in Moscow, I believe. And this lady came up to my dad, and my dad spoke Russian, and she said, hey, where are you from? And uh, he said something like, we're Americans. And she like did the sign of the cross on herself and took off. Why? She was not free. Now, we don't know about that in America. You just speak, people speak their mind on Twitter, on Facebook. They choose to curse out the president, the last one, the next one, and they just do it. I mean, they'll say, they'll drop bombs all over media and they don't go to jail for it. Why? We're in a free country. We have something called freedom of speech. Now, if they can say what they want, that's okay as long as I can worship God. I love freedom of speech. Amen? Someone have their crazy music on and I'll have my gospel music on. I'll have my hands up at the stoplight just worshiping God. I remember this guy, he had this, this crazy music on. It was like... So I, I got some loudspeakers. So I hooked up my phone and I cranked up some worship music. So it was... But you know what? Freedom of speech. Did you even look over at him? No, but I'm just worshiping God. You know what? If he can turn it up, brother, I'll turn it up. Amen. Why? I'm thankful to God. It's action, right? So my spouse and I, uh, we have uh, a secret. We have a secret, my wife and I. We have a secret to show thankfulness one to another. So... My wife and I, and it makes the marriage last. We've been married 20 years. So we go out to eat uh, two times a week. We go to a nice restaurant to have some good food. Two times a week. Well, two times a week. And it, it, it makes our marriage last and we're thankful, our thankfulness. She goes on Tuesdays and I go on Fridays. <laughs> Thankful for, no, I'm thankful for my wife. That's not true. She goes on Wednesdays. No, I'm just kidding. And then I'm thankful for my wife. So, uh, but I like what someone was written. Are you thankful for something? You know what? I, that's one thing that it's a perspective. What are you thankful for? You need some thanking. This person said, I'm thankful for the taxes I pay because it means I'm employed. Have you ever looked at it that way? Mm-mm. 
I'm thankful for the clothes that fit a little snug because it means I have enough to eat and too much. That's not what they said, but you know. I am thankful for my shadow who watches me work. You ever know those shadows that walk around and check you out? Because it means I'm in the sunshine. You know, the shadows are behind the sun. That means you're in the sunshine. I'm thankful for a lawn that needs mowing, gutters that need cleaning, because it means I have a house to live in. I'm thankful for my utility bill because it means I am staying warm or in Florida. The other one, cool, right? I'm thankful for the complaining I hear about our government because it means we have freedom of speech. I'm thankful about the person who sings off key in church. That would be me. Because it me and, and the wrong words too. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be singing, Reverend Patterson's singing, I'll start singing the wrong verse. And Reverend Patterson will be like, ah, because it messes him up, right? When you start singing the wrong verse and he smiles and I'm thinking, I'm probably singing the wrong verse. And, you know, and then I kind of catch on a little bit later. I'm just having a good time messing everybody up, right? Sometimes I would sing and my wife would start laughing because she would start, Sister Patterson would start laughing and the music would just stop. I mean, because, and I'm just here worshiping God and everybody else stops, right? Because I'm off key. Well, this person said they're thankful because it means... If you hear someone sing off key, it means you can hear. It means you have ears that can hear. I'm thankful about the piles of laundry in my home because it means my loved ones are nearby. I'm thankful about the alarm that goes off in the morning because it means I am alive. Somewhat until you get coffee, right? I'm thankful about the weary, aching muscles at the end of the day because it means I have been productive. You know, what we're sharing here is the action of thankfulness. I'm thankful for something. And you know that there was a preacher that was robbed uh, years ago. His name is Matthew Henry, and he's written a commentary that's well-respected, even though I think it's from like the 1600s or something, or the 1400s, hundreds of years ago. So he was robbed, and most people would have been pretty upset, but he wrote, me too, right? But Most people would have been pretty upset, but he wrote in his diary, that's why we have it. He said, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that during these years, I have never been robbed before. That's something to look at. I'm thankful that though they took my money, they did not take my life. It's not not like the Abbott and Costello, your money or your life. Your money or your life. He says, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. No, they didn't take my life. And though they took all that I had, it was not much. (laughs) Finally, I am thankful, listen to this, that it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. And then the person shared here, what are we thankful for today? And how are we going to express that to God? You see, we, we, we make storms. We all go through storms. And if you've ever been through a storm in your Christian life, well, there are storms. And, you know, automatically you might think it's a storm of correction. God's trying to correct me. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I believe that God uses storms for perfection. Just like Job. He had a good man. He made him better. And, and uh, Job was a man that uh, he knew the character of God. 
And so, even though it was the devil, he thought it was God and, and everything fell apart and his children died and all of his assets just disappeared overnight. And uh, he said, the Lord giveth, he worshiped. The Lord taketh away, and he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He knew the character of God was good. The Bible says, and you don't have to, how do you know that God makes good things? Genesis chapter one. <laughs> and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. That it was good. And then God made all these other things. And then at the end of Genesis chapter one, it said, God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Man, when God does a bunch of stuff, it's like, man, that's good. Man, that's very good. And that was the sixth day. You know when man was created? Day six. What's the seventh day? The Sabbath, right? Do you know that we were made to enter into the rest of God? There is a rest. There is a pattern there. We weren't made to prove ourselves before God. And that's why I'm thankful. I was just made to enter into the rest. You know, it was Jesus who was crucified, not me. Jesus was crucified and he's risen. He's not on that cross. He's risen from the dead. And I'm thankful for what God has done for me. So Job knew the character of God. And why are you thankful? Because I can't see the end of this storm. But uh, I like there's a song that says, when you can't see his hand, trust his heart. The Bible says one of my favorite verses of scripture. It says Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good. Why? God is good. Just like in the South, all the time. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Thanction for. for. And then the second thing, that word is hard to say, but I'm just having fun. Thanction to. Well, you know, atheists don't have anyone to be thankful for. <laughs> That's probably why they don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving. Thankful? Oh, wait, who am I talking to? It's like... It's like that one guy, you got to pray for my friend. He's a mathematician. He only believes 12.5% of the Bible. He's an atheist. <laughs> That's bad. So, James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift <laughs> and every perfect gift is from above. Why are you thankful to God? Because all those good and perfect gifts ultimately come from God. That's James chapter 1, verse 17. The Bible says in, in Psalms 34 and verse 3, you know, if we, if we get just frustrated, you know, if we just get frustrated, you know what it does? It amplifies our frustration. If we start to complain about stuff, it makes the little problem bigger. You know, God diffuses it in different ways. He uses humor sometimes. Uh, one time, I another marriage illustration, but this is a true one. So we have a place to put our dirty clothes, and mine ended up on the floor. But, you know, like horseshoes and hand grenades, I thought it was like in the vicinity, so it was good, right? You know, so like horseshoes are close. I dinged it. It was close. and But it wasn't in there. And my wife, I remember her staring at me. She goes something like, Next time, put your pants. Why do you all? What did you say? Why do you always throw your clothes right next to the hamster? 
She said, why do you always throw your clothes right next to the hamster? Instead of hamper, right? So, and we just started busting up laughing and it was the grace of God. You know, sometimes a good laugh can bust your battle bubble, right? And, in, and it's in a wonderful thing and I still remember that and that was a precious time. And, uh, you know, it just, whatever stress we were going through, I don't remember it. That's all I remember. So I just remember her trying to hold that, like, stern face after she said hamster instead of hamper. And we don't have a hamster, right? (laughs) And we just started laughing. So Psalm 34 and verse 3 said, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. Why? Because we serve a God who's faithful. The Marines have a saying, semper fidelis. And it means, it's shortened usually to semper fi, but it means always, Latin for always, siempre, always faithful. The Bible says if we believe not in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 13, yet he abideth faithful. You know, God is faithful. We serve a faithful God. He will not let you down. He will never leave you or forsake you. Why? That's why I'm thankful. You know that people will let you down. Probably everyone that you've ever known has let you down. So I've never let my wife down. I've never let my husband down. That's what you think, okay? (laughs) Ask the other person. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding, but God will never let you down. That's why we can have that function, that action of thanks to him because he is faithful. And then the last one. The action of thanks by. How do we show God that we're thankful? You know, that's all God really wants is to have a little bit of gratitude from us. You know, I was, I was, uh, my daughter likes sticking stuff on the wall and I don't like stuff stuck on the wall, but she does it anyway with like little stickers. So I saw these little things and they're stuck on the wall at my house. So I'm like, <sighs> go to clean it, you know, I picking it off the wall and I looked at it and it said, Dad, thank you for loving me. And I'm like, oh, I want to go buy her something. And then I found another one that said, Mom, she didn't even know I was teaching on this. I'm thankful for you. And it's like these little diamonds. And I was like, man, I stuck them in my iPad. It's like, you know what? That's what God wants from us. God doesn't want our money. God doesn't want, uh, God just wants to fellowship with you. He wants you to recognize what he can do in your life. And so what we can do, we can speak. So Psalms 107 verses 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Then it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So the Bible says we can thank God. We can speak thanks unto God. It's always an option to thank God. You might feel like saying something, uh, but you can just say, thank God. Praise the Lord anyhow. There's a song that says, hallelujah, anyhow. How about making a joyful noise? Psalm 100, it says, verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Sing off key, God doesn't care. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. There it is. It's not just the singing. It's an actual movement closer to the Lord. Did you know that? You're actually getting closer to God. He inhabiteth the praises of Israel. When you're worshiping God, like it's an action that you are actually getting closer to God. And you know what? That's where we need to be in this crazy world that we live in. We need to walk close with Jesus in thankfulness. Imagine having, I'm about to close, imagine having a six-year-old baby girl, and this really happened, it's not a joke, that had a minor eye inflammation. So she just had, you know, how babies get those crusty eyes or whatever. And so they call the doctor, and this is an absolutely true story, okay? And the doctor comes and his visit has the reverse effect. So he puts these hot poultices on the baby and it makes the girl blind. That wasn't what he intended to do. This was a little while ago. So what would you do if that was you or if that was your baby? It's like, man, preacher. And then when she was one year old, her father died. So she was destined to a life of just rottenness and horridness. Well, it might have been in the end of her sight, but it was only the beginning of God's great work. So she had a grandma, and her grandma said, I will be her eyes. And she described everything to this little girl who was blind, completely blind. And then she uh, read to her. That's very important to kids to read to them. And she prayed with her. So this little girl grew up. She memorized the first four books of the Bible. Wow. I've read them, not memorized. She memorized the four Gospels. She memorized the book of Proverbs. She memorized many of the Psalms. Say, preacher, she's a prodigy. No, she's just a kid who had some people that poured a bunch of love into her, even though the situation wasn't perfect. Look how she responded. And so in her 95-year life, Francis, or as she was called, uh, by many, Fanny Crosby, who's the lady I'm talking about, she wrote over 8,000 hymns and gospel songs. There's like 100 million in print. And uh, songbook publishers wouldn't want to produce too many songs under one name, so she had 200 pseudonyms. You know, like the artist formerly known as Prince, you know, I guess if a name that you can't pronounce, or Kanye is just ye. Yay! <laughs> it's Y E. But you know, but she had all these other names because she produced so much stuff. You mean this was the blind baby whose father died? No, it was the response with a grateful heart. And look what God did. So I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, Frances went to her friend's house one day, and her friend played a new melody she had recently composed on a piano. And then the friend asked uh, Frances, what do you think the tune says? You know, what does it say to you? Because she wrote the lyrics, Francis or Fanny Crosby. And so Fanny Crosby replied, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And that song, it's on page 44 of your hymnal. We still sing it today. And just to read the first stanza, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. This is the blind lady whose father died at one. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. 
Now I want you to listen to the chorus because we're about to close, but I'm going to ask you a question because this really speaks about her life. The chorus says, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. And you know that? It's a good question. What are we going to do with our life? She left us a legacy. Man, if she can do it. I haven't faced half the things she's faced. But you know what? This is my story. What's our story going to be? What's our song going to be? When things are cloudy, when things go crazy, my hope is thanksgiving. I'm going to have some thanks in action for what God's done to the Lord. And I'm going to do it by worshiping, singing, speaking, being a blessing to start this Thanksgiving season. Amen. And let's, let's dismiss in prayer. Hey, Steve, could you dismiss us in prayer? Hey, God bless you. See you Thursday.